0: Welcome to Ground Up, a podcast about propelling entrepreneurship in Uganda. Brought to you by Uganda Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Initiative. I'm your host, Baker Kai. Let's get started. So welcome to Ground Up. Today we're talking to an ecosystem actor. We have a very special guest, Joshua Agonya, uh, representing Avoda Group and Avoda Institute of Entrepreneurship, which he'll tell us about. Uh, shortly. As a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, do subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Welcome, Joshua. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Faye. How are you? How are are you today? I'm glad to be here. I'm good. I'm very excited. It's a little bit hot today, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. We're glad that you made the time and uh, looking forward to learning more about uh, Wavoda, which you the institute that you're representing. So could you start by telling us about yourself? Tell our listeners who is Joshua and um, what role do you play at Avoda Institute?
1: Well, Joshua Agonya Piruot is um, a husband, an entrepreneur, a teacher. And um, my specific role at Avoda is a content and marketing director. Um, Basically, I gather the content that entrepreneurs and the stakeholders need and I distribute it to them uh, again in a way that they can listen to it, understand it and uh, consume it well.
0: Awesome. So could you tell us about Avoda then? Uh, What does the Institute do? What is Avoda? Um, Give us a brief background about who you are and what you do as an Institute.
1: Avoda is a Hebrew word for work, worship and service. Um, A group is divided into two, uh, the Institute of Entrepreneurship, which is more commonly known, and then there's also the strategic consulting. The Institute of Entrepreneurship teaches, um, trains entrepreneurs. Um, We train them, we um, fund them, and we offer them consultancy services. And uh, it runs through uh, boot camps and then the the major, uh, the flagship program, which is 11 months program um, uh, for MBA, mini MBA training and investor readiness.
0: Awesome. So how are you differentiated? Because we do know that there, there seem to be a lot of business development service providers in the market. We have different incubators, accelerators, um, all providing these support services to entrepreneurs. So how do you differentiate yourselves from other capacity-building organizations? What is it that's really unique about your programming that is possibly not out there?
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. That's a good question. Um, Uganda is one of those countries that's blessed to have many um, ecosystem actors, um, and uh, we are very, very glad for our role in uh, building the entrepreneurs in Uganda. Um, Avore specifically targets uh, early-stage entrepreneurs, um, and it zeroes down on Christian entrepreneurs, uh, early-stage Christian entrepreneurs. Now, we don't limit ourselves to, um, to say if someone is not Christian, they shouldn't join a institute, but their content is designed to specifically address Christian uh, needs and form a Christian philosophy of business. Um, while they w- you know, someone who isn't a Christian wouldn't be very comfortable, they wouldn't not learn. Um they would learn mm-hmm. a, a lot from avada about uh, s- uh sixty percent of the people we work with are early stage mm-hmm. um or you know about other twenty um wanna be entrepreneurs uh another twenty, about twenty percent are wanna be entrepreneurs they don't yet know what they want to do um but uh, about eighty percent are people who are already doing something um and maybe one one or two years in and less than Ah, uh, fifty thousand in revenue, um, and we we don't limit uh, our services, but we specifically focus most of our energy to early stage entrepreneurs and uh, wannabe entrepreneurs.
0: That's interesting. So I want to talk a bit about some of the challenges that um, these early stage and what you're calling the wannabe entrepreneurs face. Um, from your perspective so I see that you talk a lot about this um, mentality where a lot of entrepreneurs rely on grants um, and you find small businesses are starting and surviving on small grants uh, maybe somewhere between 10000 to $50,000 where do you believe that this problem stems from, from in terms of dependency on grants uh, where does it come from um, it's something that you've identified on your platforms as an issue why is it an issue Uh, for starters, and if it is an issue, how can it be addressed? How can we break out of that mentality? Uh,
1: Good question. Um, Grantpreneurship uh, is, you know, um, a a model of entrepreneurial growth we have identified as a problem, uh, where entrepreneurs rely on grants uh, for the whole mile. Now, grants themselves are not a problem. Um, God knows we all need grants to uh, start But if you're running a race, you can't be relying on grants all the time. There is a stage where you reach and you you need to be growing. You need to be making sense of the entrepreneurship journey. Uh, Unfortunately, um, most of the entrepreneurs that we have seen um, rely on the grants again and again and again and again. Uh, And the business itself is not growing, but the entrepreneurs keep on financing themselves with grants. Um, and we, we we think that Avoda is uh, dealing with this in several ways. But first, where did this come from? Um, we believe that it has come from a long history of NGO activity um, where, you know, most of the big money come from NGOs. But also the other... Um, uh, the other entities in the w- which support ngos like banks they have very very high interest rates uh, that the entrepreneurs don't have leverage uh, they don't have um, collateral to meet the uh, the interest rates even for you know somebody wants to start a business that whose idea is less than five thousand dollars and they have to pitch in a land which is more than twenty <laughs> you know twenty thousand dollars that's that's not that doesn't make sense. Mm. So the, the vast activity of NGOs, that's just splashing cash and cash and cash into Uganda, but also the high interest rates uh, by banks and um, you know uh, money sharks mm. uh, makes it impossible for entrepreneurs to find alternative ways of financing their ideas. Or even if they get it the first time, uh, they eventually realize that there is no particular way to sustain uh, the businesses uh, without going back to grants. That leads to grantpreneurship where you know the entrepreneur just is looking for the next big grant coming up, um, which are the grant year on, year in, year out. They just keep looking for grants. Uh, they have mm. s- specifically focused their energy on grants rather than building their businesses. And a way that this can be dealt with um, that we, we have found to be um, effective right now is one, um, for the entrepreneurs to be given, um, to be given that, that initial stage, the early stage entrepreneurs, they, they need seed, uh, they need seed capital. And uh, this has been a problem because entrepreneurs don't understand what seed capital is. They, they think it's another form of grant that they can take and use the way they want. But um, that's the first stage. um, And a lot of entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem actors shy away from that because because of that mentality. But the second way to deal with that is to to tell entrepreneurs that, hey, keep your day job, uh, keep your other job, get employed. And then uh, within a span of 24 hours, you can find hours to work on your business idea. And what we do is uh, link entrepreneurs to um, outsource jobs from outside Uganda, which pays um, a little bit more than the Ugandan rates. Uh, that makes them; uh, it gives them financial leverage to be able to um, take on the tasks of entrepreneurship as well as uh, sustaining their daily living. They don't; they don't cannibalize their revenue from from the from the business from their hustle to be able to sustain themselves. But if they're also doing that and keeping their day job, uh, that that's two s- revenue sources already, and uh, they don't have to think about using their revenue from... Um, their hassles.
0: Yeah. As you've mentioned, and as it's been mentioned many times, access to finance, finance is a big issue, right? It is. Um, it is. You talk about the banks where, you know, entrepreneurs are relying on really short term capital and they're yep. trying to meet long term needs yeah. and, you know, high interest rates, collateral requirements, all those issues. So with grants coming in as another form of financing um, and you talk about the businesses not growing either too directly correlated or, um, is there some other issue that's causing these businesses not to grow? Uh,
1: yes, uh, I think, um, yeah, these are two things that the entrepreneurs face at the same time. Mm. Uh, the lack of financing, and then uh, even if they got the grants, the businesses are not growing. Um, from a macro perspective, the, the market itself is limited. Um, and some of the entrepreneur entrepreneurship ventures um, duplicates rather than um, you know innovations or even inventions or new things that really capture the market for the long term. Um, it's it's one thing for them to have long term entrepreneurship goals, but then the the business the businesses the business ideas themselves. Um, are either copycats from what's working in the US, in the UK, or wherever, and pasted in Uganda, or they are copycats from Ugandan businesses themselves. Um, and and what what needs to be done therefore with with the businesses themselves is uh, is training. Yeah. Um, and I know entrepreneurs don't want to listen to this. <laughs> they, they 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 think if I could just have that. $10,000, um, this will work. Mm. Uh, but it can't work, uh, and part of the reason it can't work be- is because you you don't know how to... Um, I've, I've been involved with entrepreneurs for over eight years now, and they, they don't know... Uh, they don't have models for testing, um, piloting their businesses. Um, just because somebody has done it elsewhere and it is succeeded, they, they think, oh, it's copy and paste. I can, I will succeed the same way. So they ask for these grants and they paste into a model that has not been tested. Mm. Um, so training is is a good, is a big, big part of dealing with that problem. Um, and uh, as, as you've pointed out, and I like that um, long termism, long termism, thinking long term. Um, again, uh, it, it's 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 painful. Entrepreneurs go into entrepreneurship because they they want to survive. They want their families to, to have a meaningful living. And um, they, there's also the short-term aspects of, you know, I, I want this to work out because if it doesn't work out, my family is in trouble. My extended family is, is in trouble. And yet, um, that su- subsistence attitude shortcuts the long-term goals in which, you know, to test a business, you need you need about two years of testing to find out a model that works. But entrepreneurs don't have that time. And I say this in quotes, they don't have that time mm. because they want, subs- they, they, they're having this subsistence view, it must work now for my mm. family, for my friends. Uh, I need to survive now. Mm. Um, so training um, is, is a good part of starting to deal with that. Mm. For them to know that, uh, yes, there's a process to this. You must test, you must come up with a good business idea then you must test the business idea and make it viable. Uh, And if it is not viable, you are not the problem. Uh, The idea is the problem. Uh, You go to the next business idea. Yeah, Awesome. Just just a quick, one more quick thing. Um, You know, the seed capital that entrepreneurs get, many of them get the seed capital with the idea that they are going to launch into growth. But most of the seed capital is actually for piloting the business ideas. Uh, And many of them, Drive it not in piloting the business ideas, but in, um, in they, they try to implement growth stage ideas mm. when they should be piloting. You can't pilot you can't implement growth st- growth stage strategies with ten thousand dollars which should be piloting uh, an idea stage business.
0: okay, so let's talk a bit about. Now the challenges from the other side mm-hmm. as a BDS service provider. So many times, many times we've seen that different uh, uh, BDS providers have challenges delivering their services because the target, mar- the target market, which are the entrepreneurs and the startups, can't afford these services. Yes, as you've true. mentioned, many of them are trying to survive. You know, mm-hmm. people are starting businesses out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to maybe solving a problem or trying to fill a gap that exists in the market. So funding is a challenge, not only for their businesses, but also for themselves. So how, and yet, you know, you've pointed out how important training is. Mm -hmm. A lot of these issues, sometimes people think are are issues to do with finance, but it's a lack of training or a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So how are you able to then now solve this problem? Are you able to provide these services to a group of people that need them? And yet, can't afford them. Um, how do you find yourselves as a business, as a Voda Institute? Um,
1: I'll um, I'll approach that question from the entrepreneur side, but also from the BDS side. For us to say that the entrepreneurs cannot afford, um, I think we would be limiting. We would be limiting them, and and that's part of the BDS. That's part of the training, mentality training into there are resources out there. That you can actually get as an entrepreneur to found your dream, mm. and your dream doesn't start with your business idea. Your dream starts with yourself, um, and you definitely need to. Um, and and whenever people, this whenever entrepreneurs apply to Abroada and they say, "Hey, this is expensive. I can't do it," uh, and I, I tell them, "Have you ever sold yourself? Because you, as an entrepreneur, you you are." Skills, your skills your your capital is an open good for transaction on the open market, and you should be able to convince somebody that you are a good worth investing in and if you can't do that it's very unlikely that you're going to convince an investor to invest in an idea um, that you know is not is not you're not even truly attached to um, so that's where I start from and then from the BDS side, we, we um, and we have constantly insisted on this, what, what are some financial innovations that we can come up with to be able to make um, the, the fees, the tuition affordable? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is we work through our network of partners uh, to be able to say, hey, if, if you belong to this group, here is a discount that is specifically um, targeting this group, if you belong to this group. Um, if, if you're a single mother um, who has been trying to run a business for two years, here is a discount specific for single mothers. Um, and we, we don't make these available for everyone because there are specific groups of people mm. that really, really, really need these uh, financial innovations. And then we offer um, scholarships, various scholarships uh, for the programs from um, exceptional candidacy, uh, somebody who has really shown that they are, they are not in it for the short term, they're in it for the long term, and they're not in it for just for themselves, they're in it for the whole, for the whole country. Um, then we have partner scholarships as well, and uh, Alibad scholarships, which incentivizes the entrepreneur to apply for a program earlier uh, than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that has been able to work because uh, in Uganda, there is this attitude of we need to do things last minute. Mm. We need to make up our minds last minute. But uh, we start investing in the mindset change very, very early by offering something, you know, financial innovations. Yeah, that that's one thing we do. Um, the, the other is still on the finances is um, a payment plan. Um, we have come up with our own institutional payment plan. Uh, that we know that if the entrepreneur is active and engaging with this his or her mm-hmm. stakeholders, they are able to raise that money. But we also ask the entrepreneur and say, hey, um, we are also teaching you excellence and accountability and commitment. So um, you can come up with your own payment plan and you need to commit to it when you come up with your own payment plan. Um, that way, the entrepreneur looks at their resources, uh, their networks and says, I think this is what I can do. And we hold them accountable to that particular payment plan.
0: Yeah, awesome. So you, you've talked about particular groups um, and you know, subsidizing for particular groups. Is there a vetting process that you go through in terms of which entrepreneurs you work with? Because you mentioned a group, um, the people that are not yet entrepreneurs but want to be entrepreneurs. How do you select which people to um, accept on the program, As you've identified, you know, there are a lot of issues. Sometimes people don't really know what they're getting into or they're Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. trying to get a a quick survival fix. How do you, what's your vetting process like?
1: We have made this, um, uh, the the process, just one step uh, excellent um, by saying from the application process, it's not about just you. um, And since we're a faith-based organization, you need to submit Um, faith, you know, documents that show you you're affiliated to some faith-based church, uh, school, institution, um, whatever it is that speaks to your faith. You need to submit a document for that. And then um, not everybody who does that initial process, uh, there's an essay as well, uh, submit an essay explaining, you know, your motivation, your vision, your future. And that elim- eliminates a lot of people um, because the truth is such services are not for everyone and we have accepted that, that it's not everyone is going to get through. Um, and then the next stage is um, one-on-one interviews with someone else, usually someone outside of Uganda who understands their voter vision uh, to, to see the fit. Does this, will this person fit in, in this institute if they enroll? enrolled?
0: Okay. Um, Yeah. All right. So what are the challenges have you identified? I mean, um, clearly there's a need for education and business development services, which is what you're providing. Finance Mm. is also an issue. Are there any specific um, challenges that you've experienced, identified when working with entrepreneurs?
1: Yes. um, Credibility. Credibility. Uganda is having a lot of young people And the entrepreneurs, most of the entrepreneurs are young, especially those in the early stages. And they don't take credibility seriously. And credibility is, can someone else vouch for you? Can someone else vouch for you? In the end, um, you need to belong to a community that can vouch for you. Um, One more thing that we do is create ABICS, um, um, the Avoda Institute Credit Score. Which is, which is tagged onto the entrepreneur's journey throughout Avoda. Uh, do they arrive on time? Do they communicate when they are not coming on time? Do they pay on time? Do they communicate when they are not paying on time? Um, do they engage in class? Um, and if they're not engaging, do they lead projects? Uh, do they initiate projects? Um, and credibility, by joining a community like Avoda, you, you gain credibility because now um, a body is able to vouch for you and say, hey, we have a, a credit score for this person, and this is how they performed, not on just a financial basis because they, that's not the only thing they can, you know, the entrepreneurs need measured. But also, throughout the ecosystem of entrepreneurship in Uganda, I, what entrepreneurs failed to identify is that, you know, I need to join a BDS that can give me credibility, not just the money. Because when you have the credibility, you can go to a bank and you say, so-and-so vouches for me. Um, and they will listen to that person because they know that person is credible as well. And I think that's a big, 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 big problem. Uh, entrepreneurs uh, don't want to stay long. They don't want to commit to relationships. Um, and that. Uh, robs them of the credibility that is needed for long-term growth. On that credibility as well, from the entrepreneur side, they shift from business to business to business, and they don't stay long enough with a particular business to be able to say, I spent one year on this, and these are the results I found, and this is why it doesn't work, and this is why it will work. And investors are looking to invest in people who know what they did and have information but if you're moving from business to business, you, you can't do that. Mm. Um, you, you can't be able to come to Faye and say, Hey, Faye, um, I tried this for one year and I spent all I had and I need $20,000 to go. But here is here, what I've learned throughout the process. Mm. Um, and they, they, don't, they don't have that.
0: Why do you think that is and how can that issue be addressed? or How, how do you think we can begin to change that mindset?
1: I think um, for, for BDSs, they, they, need to, they need to help the entrepreneurs to understand that the BDSs are not just, we are not just there to get, to give you stuff. We are here to build a relationship. Um, we are here to build a relationship. We are here to make sure you succeed because when you succeed, we succeed. Um, that's, that's one stage. Um, but I, I think inside the BDSs as well, uh, more long-term attitudes need to be instilled. Um, and I, I don't know how that will be done. I don't have the solution for, you know, making people understand long, long-term attitudes. But uh, the entrepreneurs themselves, the BDSs can create an environment for testing, an environment for long-term testing, uh, where the entrepreneurs can come and uh, pilot their business ideas for, for longer uh, in a safer environment, Rather than going into the market straight away and finding out that it's more difficult and it's easier to fail, and and they don't have the gas, they don't have the the energy to move forward, and, and they think they have failed, yet it's 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 a small issue. If they are testing it in a safer environment, um, even if they get out into the market and come back to a safer environment to to continually learn, that's that's much better. That's much better. So, long-term relationships. I think the BDSs need to develop that mm-hmm. with the entrepreneurs.
0: Okay, I want to ask you a bit about partnerships and collaboration. Um, there are several issues that you've identified with entrepreneurs, and many of them seem to be in the mindset, or there could be cultural issues as that you know are causing some of these things. Is Avoda involved in any type of partnerships or collaborations with other um, players within the ecosystem? whether those are other BDS um, providers or other players as well. And have you seen any benefit in terms of addressing some of these issues, any success stories, so to speak, that have come as a direct result of partnership or collaboration?
1: Right now, the most immediate one we are doing is with uh, Hive Collab. Um, Hive Collab offers um, a a program of 375,000 Ugandan shillings that entrepreneurs uh, offered consulting. And um, it's, it's, it's launched, I think, last month. And it's in the early stages of, of the collaboration with Avoda on uh, addressing some of the needs of, of the entrepreneurs on that. It's, it, it takes a, little, a few weeks, uh, about eight weeks, I think. It takes a few weeks. Uh, we're yet to see the results, but that is a good start uh, of the collaboration itself. Um, Most of our collaboration right now are towards uh, operations. Can we do stuff together? Um, And Hive Collab is a good example. Uh, The other is about um, marketing and branding. Um, Can we put our image out there together? Mm. Um, And uh, yes, it's been resultful for Avoda, even with other players and thought leaders in the ecosystem uh, getting them to speak to our students, I've uh, encouraged the students to to have perspective of people who have gone ahead, uh, and learn from them. Um, these are not these are not very quantitative <laughs> results, uh, but yes, um, with Hive Collab, we what we are doing is that um, Avoda is getting involved in Hive Collab's program, um, and then uh, Avoda is going to follow through by developing a similar program. On aspects that we are not handled by Hive Collab, mm-hmm. and uh, Hive Collab is going to collaborate with Avoda on on Avoda's program, Avoda's mm-hmm. side of the program. We are also in talks with um, uh, the the Christian ecosystem uh, players mm-hmm. um, uh, on, and and that that is the part um, the other part of strategic partnerships, mm-hmm. um, like Synapse, uh, faith driven entrepreneur um, C12. Um, financiers and uh, content providers for entrepreneurs within Africa um, to be able to provide content, but also financing. Mm. Um, a major um, a major partner for Avoda is the ICE, ICIE Fund, the International Christian Innovation and Entrepreneurship Fund, um, who, who have so far supported, Offered uh, financial support for voters programs and uh, subsidized the costs, the tuition costs for um, for potential students and uh, participants in voters programs. Mm.
0: Yeah. Are there any challenges that have come with these partnerships? Because um, it's never smooth sailing, you know. Many times, yes. there's something you're trying to achieve, but there's some obstacles along the way. So, when it comes to the different partnerships that you've talked about, whether it's with um, the faith-based? Um, uh, business yeah. development service providers or it's with uh, people that are providing fa- an organization providing funding what challenges have you experienced and how have you navigated them how have you overcome them what lessons oh. um, have you learned yeah, that's,
1: that's a good one um, you know you would think that uh, even for faith based organizations there would be an easier route to partnerships but it's never that way um, Avoda is a very lean team and we operate very, very fast. Um, and uh, no, you know when, when we get to try to establish a partnership with an organization that has been there for long, sometimes there's lots of hierarchies. And instead of, you know, we want an operational partnership that something that we can do right now together mm-hmm. uh, and get, get ahead. And uh, there's, there's that, these hierarchical tr- structures that just delay implementation. Um, and I think it's worse in Uganda because uh, you 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 know so and so has to speak to their boss, the other boss has to speak to their boss, the other boss, and it's a long long process. And I think at this point, I would encourage entrepreneurs to if you're faced with a similar situation, uh, there are several options. Num- number one, go straight to the decision makers. Go straight to the decision makers. And I know that. A lot of people will say, "Oh, they, they will try to frustrate the program and you know what you're trying to do and say, "You didn't pass through my office and But it's mm-hmm. better you talk directly to the decision maker than go through delaying a uh, process of eight weeks trying to reach the decision maker over something that can be done very, very quickly. Also, uh, keep you know just a little bit of a lesson from this. Keep your team lean so that you can move faster if you if you make an organization, especially when you're starting, And you have a lot of structures. It will be difficult to move. Um, Mm. A a tree grows vertically. uh, The river moves horizontally. The river moves fast, and the tree, you know, it reaches a point and it's there. When you keep your organization flat, it's Mm. you will move faster. Mm. Uh, The other challenge we have with with the you know with the partnerships is. And that's why we have arranged it into strategic partners, marketing partners, and operational partners. It makes it easier for us to decide, do we go with this person for this, or should we move them to the other end? And this is a simple structure that entrepreneurs can, uh, can get as well. Um, not everybody who can do for you something will do for you everything. So you need to understand what they can do for you and get it done out of the way. Um, it's more difficult to establish strategic partnerships because these are people w- with whom you are more aligned it's difficult to find people you're more you you you're walking the same road with shoulder to shoulder it's easier to find marketing partnerships and operational partnerships people with whom you can do stuff and people with whom you can put your brand and name out there um so a, a challenge has been that um when, when it reaches strategic partnerships, it's very, very, very difficult to pull it off because um, you will think that you're speaking the same thing, but the vocabulary is understood differently uh, from different circles.
0: So what does success look like for Voda? Um, where, what are you out to achieve and like where do you see yourselves in the next five years? What should the institute look like? What, what should we look forward to?
1: Um, next five years, bare minimum, um, we want uh, 50, uh, 50 businesses created, 50 businesses created over the next five years. Um, you know, whether these are people in the growth stage or early stage of their business or want to be entrepreneurs, we want 50 businesses that can truly say, The Avoda program helped us create and sustain our business Mm. uh, beyond two years. Mm. Um, That's what we want. Success for us is making sure that um, there are more Christian businesses, but even more so that the ethical ethical principles of Christianity expressed is expressed in the business world. Um, Uganda ranks very highly on the corruption index. And while I was speaking to someone else um, from the u k about corruption, and they were like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. How can the community blame leaders for corruption who come from the community uh, it is It is self it is self you're, you're killing yourself. Mm-hmm. You have created those leaders. You can't blame them for corruption. But if we are eighty three percent Christians in this country, we want to see Those principles of Christianity, exemplified in the business world, Uh, we want to see Christians who use their businesses um, and don't just, you know, give money uh, to say, "Oh, I'm paying tithes." No, we want them to to be Christians where they are.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, what advice? uh, What final advice would you give to? entrepreneurs, um, faith-based entrepreneurs who are looking for this um, capacity-building support who need the services that you provide, Um, sometimes entrepreneurs are not sure where to go Mm -hmm. because um, it may appear like there's duplication, they're not sure which program to apply for. What advice would you give entrepreneurs who are trying to find the type of services that you offer?
1: Great. Um, uh, The first thing I would tell them is... um, Decide on what you want. Decide on what you want. And uh, this, this is difficult uh, for, for some entrepreneurs, but most entrepreneurs know what they want. Uh, they know exactly what they want. And um, when you're decided on what you want and you, you, you realize that, all right, what I want is investment, what I want is training, what um, those doors are open for training. Our full program actually starts in January. Um, It's 11 months. It's divided into two. Uh, The first six months are mini MBA um, in class, uh, you know, 50% in class, 50% in the market, uh, making sure that what you're learning, you're implementing. The next six months is um, investor readiness. Are you making sales? Is your business viable? are you able to present data before the investor and say, um, I, I reached these, you know, this is my customer funnel. I've, I reached 1,000 customers. I engaged 500 customers. I converted 20. Are you able to do that? So when you've decided what you want, um, you can reach out to a voter if you're a faith-driven uh, entrepreneur and you, you want to integrate your faith in your business. Um, but I wouldn't discourage um, others as well. We, we have had other experiences as well where, um, you know, somebody is not particularly faith-driven at the time. Yes. Um, as an entrepreneur as well, you don't need to attend every training. <laughs> um, you don't even actually need to attend a voter's training if you find that it's not for you. Um, throughout the application process, we, we interact with all the applicants to make sure that this is something that is for them, not just for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be good for you to come to Avona. It brings in, you know, it and expands the community. Uh, it makes you a member of the family. Uh, it brings in some little bit of revenue. But if it is not good for you, then it's not worth it. Um, get what you want. Come to Avona's full program. Um, and more, more recently, oh, well, coming up shortly, we have a one-week boot camp on uh, branding and marketing, making your business seen in the marketplace. I would encourage entrepreneurs who are listening in to apply for that as well. Uh, if they can't go for the full program, I encourage them to go for the full program, but uh, maybe to have a test mm-hmm. uh, through the bootcamp to see if for is a community that they, they would like to engage in. I think they won't be disappointed.
0: Okay, and where can they apply and where can they find out about your programs and your different um, activities that are coming up?
1: Um, AvodaGroup.org, uh, that's our website. AvodaGroup.org, that's our website. Um, we are on Facebook as Avoda Institute of Entrepreneurship, um, on Twitter as Bees at AvodaBees, and on uh, Instagram at AvodaBees as well.
0: Awesome, thank you so much, Joshua. Do you have any final thoughts or any parting words you'd like to share before we we wrap up? Yes, um, uh,
1: I I believe that entrepreneurship is um, is a tool to transform this nation, and I think that entrepreneurs have a big role to play uh, in making sure that um, Uganda um, Uganda grows and uh, flourishes over the next generations to come but entrepreneurs need to take this task seriously um, they, they really need to take this task seriously, entrepreneurship is not fun, um, it is not play, it is deep work, it is heavy stuff and um, I'm, I'm calling on the entrepreneurs and even the, uh, you know, the ecosystem actors and enablers to join in to make entrepreneurship work for this country
0: Thank you so much, Joshua, and uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, we're looking forward to those 50 businesses uh, started and and, um, and growing in the next five years coming from Avoida. Thank you so much um, from Ground Up.
1: Thank you very much, Faye. It was a pleasure.
0: Tune in to Ground Up every Monday. Subscribe and share this content if you find it useful. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.